Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. In this sermon episode, Reverend Dr. Marcus Allen is preaching from the title, He Showed Up Again, in the sermon series, Live After the Sacrifice. We're glad you're here. There's power in the blood of the Lamb. Amen. Let's pray. God, do it again. In Jesus' name, amen. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 16, starting at verse number 6. If you're able to stand, please stand in reverence to reading of God's holy word. That's Mark chapter 16, verse number 6. Amen. Mark chapter 16, verse 6. The Bible reads, but he said to them, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you in Galilee. There you will see him as he said to you. So they went out quickly and fled from the tomb, for they trembled and were amazed, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Now when he rose early, that's one time, early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven demons he went and she went and told those who had been with him as they mourned and wept and when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her they did not believe after that he appeared in another form to two of them as they walked and went into the country and they went and told it to the rest but they did not believe them either. Later he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table and rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. I want to preach from this topic. He showed up again. You may be seated. He showed up again. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He created man and puts him in the garden to till the land. God notices a problem and declares it's not good for man to be alone. God puts all of the animals in front of Adam and Adam does not find a companion suitable to him. Amen. If a man never shouted, you should have shouted right there because we could be walking around with giraffes. Amen. Sometime later, <laughs> he, took, he took Adam and couldn't find a companion for him amongst the animal kingdom. So takes Adam, puts him to sleep, takes a rib, and makes woman. Later, God's statement 
find out to be true. It's not good for man to be alone. Eve is found by herself, and while she is alone, she is deceived by the serpent. The serpent deceives Eve to eat from the tree of life. She eats and she gives to her husband. He eats also, and sin entered the world. It was at this time where God had to develop a plan to save humanity from their sin. He declares in Genesis 3.15 that the seed of the woman will crush the head of the serpent, and the serpent will bruise his heel. Jesus becomes the seed of the woman when he is born to a virgin named Mary. Mary and Joseph raised Jesus. One day they forgot and left him in the church. As they returned to get him, he was found preaching in the synagogue. They fuss at him, but he informs them that I must be about my father's business. It was not until the age of 30 where Jesus begins to call his disciples. He's baptized in the Jordan River by his cousin John the Baptist. On this, on this occasion, while Jesus was in the water, God turns on the loudspeaker of heaven and declares, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. The Holy Spirit descends as a dove and lands on the shoulder of Jesus. And it is in this moment where heaven kissed earth. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit are all in one place at the same time. And after the, the baptism, Jesus is led into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. He survives the wilderness with a heavy dose of it is written. He comes out of the wilderness and he's ready to do ministry work. He healed sick bodies. He gave sight to the blind, hope to the hopeless, offered peace in the midst of a storm and spoke wind and wave language. That the winds and the wave understood what he was saying when he declared peace. Be still. Fed 5,000, not counting women and children, with two fish and five loaves. He cast out demons, and on three separate occasions, he called the dead back to life. Constantly would inform his disciples that he would not be with them long and that he was the image of the invisible God. Uh, just last week, according to the Christian calendar, Jesus came riding in town on a donkey for the triumphant entry. The crowd waved palm branches, laid their clothes on the ground and shouted, Hosanna in the highest. Jesus is honored as the mighty king after arriving to Jerusalem. He visits the temple and turns the tables, condemned the people because they had turned the church into a den of thieves when it was designed to be a house of prayer. On Thursday of this Holy Week, Jesus conducts what we know as the Last Supper, informing his disciples to remember him as his body would be broken and his blood would be shed for the salvation of humanity. He prays in the Garden of Gethsemane, not my will, but thy will be done. He's greeted with the kiss of betrayal from Judas. He witnessed the denial of Peter. He experienced 
experienced the abandonment of the disciple. He's marched from judgment hall to judgment hall, put on a purple robe of royalty, a crown of thorns are placed on his head. He's traded for a murderer because the people shouted, give us Barabbas and crucify Jesus. He carries the cross up the Via Della Rosa to a hill called Calvary, nailed to the cross, hangs on the cross from the sixth to the ninth hour with the sixth word while he's on the cross, he declares to telestai, which means it is finished suggesting that he has fulfilled all of the requirements that have been prophesied about him being the Messiah. He shouts, it's finished. Jesus dies on the cross. The veil in the temple is ripped from top to bottom, allowing humanity to now have access to God. Nature throws a fit. The earth begins to quake, the sun refused to shine, and the Roman soldier shouted, surely. This must have been the son of God. Jesus dies on the cross, buried in a borrowed tomb. But here it go for the first time, early. Yes, Lord, Sunday morning, the Bible says before the sun, the S-U-N, had risen, the sun, the S-O-N, had risen. After enduring all of this mess and mayhem and being murdered on the cross, uh, Jesus could have gone back to the Father, sat down at the right hand, taking his rest from his labor. But here in the text, we witness a series of times when Jesus showed up again. Here, here in Mark, we will notice that several different occasions the master made an appearance in front of his people. And I like Mark's writing. His writings remove the minor details about the narrative. It is as if Mark writes this as a TV show series. Y'all yeah, know about you, but... But I can enjoy a good series on a streaming service of Netflix or Hulu or Prime, but I hate, I hate it when you have to wait a week for the new episode to come out. Amen. That's just me. I, I enjoy when I can get the whole series and watch it at my own pace. Amen. In the other Gospels, the writers seem as if they take weeks to drop the new episode. But here in Mark, he drops the whole series in one reading and allows us to binge watch this resurrection story. So the question today is, why did Jesus show up? Why did he show up? Well, episode one, he, he, he showed up to reconcile the broken. He shows up to reconcile the broken. In verse 7, the text says, Go tell the disciples and Peter. The last time we saw Peter, he, was at, he experienced the worst night of his life. 
He watched his teacher, his friend, be arrested. Following at a distance, he entered the courtyard of the high priest's home. There, several people recognized who he was, that he was a follower of Christ. But when confronted by them, Peter denied ever knowing Jesus and cussed them out. I wish I had a witness. Peter was not there to hear Jesus' final words on the cross. Peter's location is not described in the text. All we know is after the rooster crowed for the third time, Peter disappeared because of the guilt and the shame of denying Jesus. Jesus dies and it is buried in Joseph's tomb early the morning. In the morning after the Sabbath, the women go to visit the tomb to anoint the body and they discover Jesus is not there. God has sent an angel to inform them he is not here. He has risen. Come see the place where he laid. And go tell the disciples. Here's the shout of the text. And Peter. <laughs> this singling out of Peter could have only restored or reconciled Peter back to Jesus. This word and is a conjunction word. It's used to display connection. The angel wanted the women to tell Peter he was still connected to Jesus. And Peter, despite his failure, his faults, his fear, Peter, you're still connected to Jesus. No matter this disappointment, no matter his despair, no matter his discouragement, Peter, you're still connected to Jesus. And I want to tell somebody in here this morning that no matter what you've done, your failure is not final. Jesus has freed you from your guilt and your shame. And I want to let you know he still wants you. This shows us that Jesus knows your shortcomings. He knows your failures and your mistakes, but he still offers you hope and grace and Peter, all of us can shout for joy because in the midst of our mess and our most miserable moments of life because of something we have done, God issues an end, Marcus. And I dare you to put your name in the place of Peter. I, I dare you to put yourself in the place of Peter. And you may have come in this place broken and discouraged, but Jesus showed up to reconcile you back to him. Episode one, he reconciles the broken. Episode two, he redeems the sinner. Yeah, episode two, he redeems the, the, the sinner. He shows up for Mary Magdalene. Jesus shows himself to Mary Magdalene to reward, we reward her faithfulness. Mark offers us only the preview. The entire show can be found in John chapter 20, verses 11 through 18. It tells us that outside the tomb, Jesus appears to Mary Magdalene. And she's weeping out of fear because she thinks someone has stolen the body 
and not that Jesus had been resurrection, resurrected. Mary believes that she's talking to the gardener. Hmm. Whether her eyes are blinded by the tears or Jesus just looks like an ordinary person uh, that she does not recognize him, we do not know. But when Jesus speaks her name, yeah, that's something to shout about right there. When, when Jesus calls her name, when, when, when Jesus calls her by her name, she then understands that this is Jesus himself. Oh my God, her faithfulness as one of the women who did not abandon Jesus is rewarded by his presence. How significant that the risen Lord chooses to appear first to a woman out of whom he cast out seven demons and from whom he received the ministry of love. The resurrection confirms the purpose that Jesus set out at the, at the very start of his public ministry. He says those who are well have no need for a physician, but those who are sick I did not come to call the righteous, but the sinner to repentance. Mary shows up at the tomb because she knew she had been redeemed. I wish I had some redeemed people in here. She knew Satan had her bound. She lived according to the ways of the devil. She practiced sin, but one day, one day she ran into the Savior and he delivered her. And since that day, she testified, I've been running for Jesus. Yes, Lord, for a real long time. I, I wonder, are there any redeemed folk in the house? Uh, those who know that if it had not been for the grace of God, you'll still be in the world. You, you'll still be backing that thing up uh, and dropping it like it was hot. You'll still be doing all manner of things. Uh, but is there anybody that could testify, I've been redeemed? Uh, and the Bible says, uh, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Episode one. Episode one. The reconcile. He reconciles the broken. Episode two. He redeems the sinner. Y'all want to keep going? Episode three. He restores hope. He Restores hope. Again, Mark only gives the preview of the show. Luke 24, 13 through 27, you can find the full episode. It's known as the story of the road to Emmaus. On this road, these two disciples have just experienced what may have been the worst day of their lives. They all had heard the prophecies of Jesus telling them that he was going to die. However, many refused to believe that the Messiah, the Christ, the Savior, the King, would die such a death. They were fine with him dying a death as a warrior, but they had a problem with him dying a death as a criminal. They witnessed this gruesome murder scene of the cross. 
It's at the cross where we find love, but it's in the resurrection where we can find hope. The cross displays sacrifice for humanity, but the resurrection demonstrates his supreme power over death, hell, and the grave. The cross is the symbol of reconciliation while the resurrection is a picture of revival. It's because of the resurrection Jesus is able to walk with these two disciples. These two disciples, they are taking a seven-mile walk back from Jerusalem to Emmaus. And while walking on the road to Emmaus, they were talking to each other about what had just happened. The text says Jesus himself drew near and went with them. Okay. I, I, I wish y'all could just shout off a Bible. The Bible says Jesus drew near them and walked with them. Okay, let me try one more time. The Bible says Jesus drew near them and walked with them. Let me try it one more time. Here, here it is. Two disciples, they are down in the press. They're sad and sorrow because their teacher and master has been crucified on the cross. And while they are going through their grief and bereavement and sadness and sorrow, the Bible says Jesus drew near them and walked with them. I just wonder, is there anybody in the house that could testify that when I was down and out, when I, when I was depressed and discouraged, uh, when I couldn't find my way, I just sung the old hymn, walk with me, Lord. Walk with me while I'm on this tedious journey. I need the Lord to walk with me. They, they, they allowed Jesus to walk with them even though they could not recognize who he was. They began to talk about Jesus to Jesus. They tell of his death and then they said we had hoped he would have redeemed Israel. Here the hopes of the disciples had been crushed with the death of Christ. But when hope seemed to be lost, uh, Jesus walked with them. They thought it was over but they didn't know it was just beginning. I wish I had a witness here. They thought it was over, but they didn't know it was just beginning. As Jesus talked with to them, he connects his death and resurrection to the prophetic teachings of the Old Testament prophets. Uh, he begins to witness about himself from Moses to current day. Jesus may have testified like LeBron James would say, I'm, I'm him. I wish I had a witness here. I'm him. I'm, I'm Adam's redeemer. I'm Abraham's ram in the bush. I'm Moses' bush of fire. I'm Noah's ark. I'm Joshua's battle axe. I'm David's shepherd. I'm the Hebrew boy's fourth man in the fiery furnace. I'm Daniel's comfort in the lion's den. I'm Ezekiel's will in the middle of the will. I'm Matthew's soon coming king. I'm Mark's suffering servant. I'm Luke's great physician and if my grandmother was here she'll testify he's a bridge over troubled waters he's a way out of no way he's a doctor in the sick room he's a lawyer in the courtroom Jesus says I'm him 
And after their conversation with Jesus, they left Jerusalem, sad and sorrow. But they went running back Jerusalem, full of hope and gladness. Episode one, reconcile the broken. Two, redeem the sinner. Three, restore hope. But the final episode, the grand finale, the best show of them all, Jesus showed up to revive faith. Shows up to revive faith. The text says he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table and he rebuked them for not having faith that he had been risen from the grave. This full episode is found in John chapter 20, verses 24 through 29. The disciples are in hiding. They're behind locked doors. But somehow Jesus showed up in the midst of the room and no one unlocked the door. I just want to help somebody today and let you understand when depression has locked you in, Jesus can get in the room. When sadness has locked you in, Jesus can get in the room. Jesus shows up, shows his scars, and his disciples believe it was only 10 in the room at that time. Judas has betrayed him, and some will suggest that he's already died, and so it's only 11, but, but, but then uh, uh, Jesus shows up again because Thomas wasn't in the room. The text says, I wish I had a witness here, the text says it was 11 in the room. So this is not speaking of the first time he showed up, but it's speaking of the second time he showed up. Because the second time when he showed up, Thomas is there. Because Thomas said, I will never believe unless I can touch the holes in his hand. And the hole in his son. Thomas said, I'll, I'll, I'll never believe unless I can see it for myself. And the Bible says Jesus showed up again. And Jesus this time, he showed up to revive the faith of the disciples. Christ comes to Thomas uh, because Thomas suggested when Christ died, my faith died. But Jesus came to revive his faith. Come here, Thomas, touch the holes in my hand. Come here, Thomas, and touch the hole in my side. And, and, and even though his faith was late, it was still sure. Thomas said, now I believe. Oh, I'm, uh, I wish I had a witness here. But, but Jesus says, Jesus says, he tells the, the, the disciples, great, that's good, Thomas, but, but they're going to be an extra blessing for those who will come and believe and have not seen. I wish I had a witness that say, I believe, but I never seen the holes in his hand. I believe, but I never seen the hole in his side. I wish I had a witness that the faith of Thomas is the climax of the resurrection story. Jesus had triumphed over sickness, sin, and Satan. 
Jesus has defeated evil, death, and sorrow. But the climax is Jesus conquering unbelief. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he, he was crucified to overcome sin. He was resurrected to overcome death. Uh, but he shows up again to overcome unbelief. This is the climax of the redemption story. Jesus revives faith. Yes, he brings people back to believe that he's able. Have I got one witness here that can testify he's able? It was an orphan boy was living with his grandmother when the house caught on fire. The grandmother trying to get upstairs to rescue the boy, but she died in the flames. The boy's cries for help were finally answered by a man who climbed up a hot iron drain pipe on the side of the house. Went in the house, got the boy, boy hanging tightly to his neck. He climbed back down the pipe. Several weeks later, a public hearing was held to determine who would receive custody of this young boy. A farmer, a teacher, and the town's wealthiest citizen all gave good reasons that they felt that they should be chosen to give this boy a home. But as they talked, the lad's eye remained focused on the floor. He felt lonely in this moment. Then a stranger walked in front of the courthouse and slowly he took his hands from his pockets, revealing severe scars on his hands. As the crowd looked, everyone was in a maze wondering what was going on. But the boy cried out in recognition, that's the man that saved my life. His hands had been burned from climbing up the hot pipe. The other men, they silently walked away, leaving the boy to his rescuer. His marred hands had settled the issue. The boy shouted, his scarred hands, they saved my life. And I just wanted this morning on Resurrection Sunday. Is there anybody that could testify? It's his hands. They saved my life. One Friday, they nailed his hands and they nailed his feet. One Friday, he hung on the cross for your sins and mine. And he died until death died. Died until the earth reeled and rocked like a drunken man. He died until the veil in the temple was ripped, went down in the grave. All night Friday night stayed right there. Saturday night. But this is why you came this morning bright early. Sunday morning he got up with all power in his hand 
Is there anybody in the building today that can thank God that he showed up one more time? He just didn't show up to the disciples. But early this morning, he showed up, touched my body, gave me life and strength. He showed up when he healed my body, picked me up, turned me around, told me to run on. He showed up, put clothes on my back, food on my table, put me in my right mind, let me be here today. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Say yes! Show up again. Thank you for joining us. We're so happy that you're here. Please continue to connect with Mount Zion Baptist Church on our Facebook page, YouTube channel, and our website, mtzlife.com. We continually put out new content, so be on the lookout and turn those notifications on. Looking forward to seeing you back here soon. Have a blessed day.